Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is the Ark of the Covenant has, I said has, been found. And we're going to be talking about that today. Probably the most, you think about this, probably the most important archaeological fact on earth. I can't think of anything more important. Because when it is found, here's what it's going to do. It's going to prove the Bible. It's going to prove that Moses and the crossing side of the Red Sea is all true. It's going to confirm the covenant that God made at Sinai with the children of Israel. And, most important, it's going to actually give you proof, proof that Jesus is the Lamb of God. He was crucified at exactly the right place. And he's fulfilled all of the Levitical covenants to be the Lamb of God. And it proves he is the Christ. He is the real God. That's the big thing it's going to prove. All right, now, let's start at the beginning. So let's go to the Bible. Exodus 25:10, And they shall make an ark of shittim wood. Two cubits and a half shall be the length of it, and cubit and a half the breadth of it, and a cubit and half the height of it. And thou shalt overlay it with pure gold, within and without shalt thou overlay it, and shalt make upon it a crown of gold round about. So it's not just a box to keep things in, and it doesn't have these funky birds over it like you see most people. (laughs) That's not the way it is. It's actually a chair. It's actually the throne of God on earth. And thou shalt make a mercy seat of pure gold, two cubits and a half shall be the length of it, and a cubit and half the breadth of it. And thou shalt make two cherubims of gold, of beaten work, shalt thou make them, in the two ends of the mercy seat. Now, Ron Wyatt says that that is the lid of the box, the lid of the Ark of the Covenant, and he said that is 600 pounds of pure gold. So those two cherubims, that's a big deal. (laughs) So probably the box is in excess of 600 pounds, so those staves and those people that carry it That'd be pretty big, strong people. And make one cherub on the one end, and on the other cherub on the other end, out of the mercy seat. Now, mercy seat. Why does he keep calling it a mercy seat? Because a chair has a seat. And that's where the Spirit of God sits. Mercy seat shall they make the cherubims on the two ends thereof. And the cherubims shall stretch forth their wings on high, covering the mercy seat, with their wings, and their faces shall look one to another, toward the mercy seat, shall the faces of the cherubims be. And thou shalt put the mercy seat above the ark, and in the ark thou shalt put the testimony that I give thee. And there I will meet thee, and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims which are upon the ark of the testimony, of all things which I have given thee in commandment unto the children of Israel. Now, this is where the ark of the covenant sets, and this is not the correct way that the ark of the covenant looks. Okay, so you have the Holy of Holies here, and then you have a Holies out here, and then the rest of the tabernacle. Now, let's jump to Leviticus 16. And Aaron shall offer his bullock of sin offering, which is for himself. In other words, once a year, they took the blood of a bull and a goat, and they took it in and sprinkled it on the Ark of the Covenant. These, These scriptures are about to tell what he did. And... The first offering is for Aaron, because if he gets too close to the Ark of the Covenant with too much sin, he'll drop dead. As a matter of fact, the rumor 
is that they put bells on the bottom of the skirt of his garment so that as he walked, they could hear the bells. And they also tied a rope around his ankle in case the, the bells stop ringing, in case he's dead, they aren't going in to pull him out. So they could just pull on the rope and pull him out. So pretty big deal. Aaron shall offer a bullock of sin offering, which is for himself and make atonement for himself and for his house. And he shall take two goats. Now this is important. And present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other lot for the scapegoat. The scapegoat represented Barabbas. Remember, Barabbas was allowed to go free, and then the lot for the Lord was Jesus, and he was crucified. And Aaron shall bring the goat upon which the Lord's lot fell and offer him for a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make an atonement for him and let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. And Aaron shall bring the bullock of the sin offering, that's a cow, which is for himself and shall make an atonement for himself and for his house and shall kill the bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself. Then he shall take a censer full of burning coals of fire from off the altar before the Lord, and his hands full of sweet incense beaten small. You got that? Okay, so he carries probably a brass censer, which is a little device, a little thing to hold coals off of the altar. And then in his hands, he walks in there with sweet incense, beaten small like powder, and it says he'll put the incense upon the fire before the Lord, so that the cloud of the incense covers the mercy seat that is upon the testimony so that he won't die. So it's a big deal. And he shall take of the bullock, or the bull, blood of the bullock, and sprinkle it with his finger upon the mercy seat eastward. That's a big important thing, because Jesus' blood was found on the west side of the mercy seat. The bull's and the goat's blood was on the east side. Okay? Mercy seat eastward, and before the mercy seat shall he sprinkle the blood with his finger seven times. Then shall he kill the goat of the sin offering, that is for the people, and bring his blood within the veil. And do with that blood as he did with the blood of the bullock, and sprinkle it on the mercy seat before the mercy seat. And he shall make an atonement, or the washing of the cleansing, or I should say the, the rolling back would be more correct. The atonement for the holy place, because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel, and because of their transgressions and all their sins. So first, Aaron had to be clean. Then he made an atonement for the whole house of Israel. Now, this is the drawing that Ron had a drawing made of the Ark of the Covenant. And again, it's not exactly correct, but it gives you the point. Okay? So on the east side is where the blood of bulls and goats was sprinkled. The Jesus blood is put on the west side. And then, of course, the Ark of the Covenant is kept down inside the box. And this is a chair. This is a throne of God. And then, of course, the two staves that are right in the middle of it. So I recommend you do this. You want to get these five DVDs because they will, they will explain far more than you have ever heard or understood about the Ark of the Covenant. Now, why? Because the Ark of the Covenant apparently according to Michael Snyder, is about to come out. That's, that's really, really, really big stuff. And that's also going to give you some opportunities to minister 
and to witness to some people if you know your stuff. You need to know your stuff. You need to understand this. These are five. Most of these, I think, are two-and-a-half-hour DVDs. Matter of fact, I think one of them is a double DVD. They are In Times Archaeology by Michael Rood. The Great Secret of Solomon's Temple tells how they hid the Ark of the Covenant. I made one called Archaeology Confirms the Bible, which was the highlights of our tour in 1991. I came back and made another one, No, the Ark Confirms the Bible, which is additional information. Henry Gruber made one called Archaeology Confirms the Bible from his time he spent with Ron and, uh, and all of that. Now, if you go to prophecyclub.com, excuse me, if you go to watchprophecyclub.com, and if you enter the code TPC2023, you can get the first month free at watchprophecyclub.com. If you enter the code TPC2023 with a Y on it, then you get $20 off on the one-year plan. Now, normally it's $20 a month or $200 a year. But if you put in this promo code, then you can get it for $180 a year. And if you want to get the DVDs, because there'll be a time you won't be able to access the internet, then you can go to prophecyclub.com. They're normally $30 each. That would be a $150 value. We're making an offer right now where you can get all five of them for a gift of $100 at prophecyclub.com. You want to get this. Now, next thing you want to get is these two things. This is a book that has all of the high-resolution pictures. As you can see, they're all high. It's like, it's like you have the original picture. All nice, high-quality-resolution pictures. And you can see this is a book you can put on, you know, out on your, your, your table for your guests to see. Now, the problem is, this is the pictures. It has a brief explanation, like just a, a sentence or two on each one of them. But it doesn't have the whole story. So the whole story is on the DVD. But the DVD doesn't have the high-resolution pictures because it's video. So, in my opinion, you really need both. The DVD is 50. The book is 75. I recommend you get both of them for a gift of $100. Believe me, it's going to be well worth your $100. Well worth it. You will get this, and you will, you will spend many hours looking at this. You will probably share this with many of your friends. For $100, they'll probably want to have copies of it, too. We, we went to a lot of trouble to make this very, very high quality. Believe me, you want it to be $100 within $75 because you want to be able to actually see this. So, here's what's in it. You can pause and it'll tell you Sodom and Gomorrah, Noah's Ark, Red Sea Crossing, Red Sea Crossing at Mount Sinai, and the Ark of the Covenant, all of this. Excellent, excellent, excellent stuff. This is what's covered. Noah's Ark, Sodom and Gomorrah, the Red Sea Crossing, Mount Sinai, the Ark of the Covenant. For example, uh, I've actually been here. I've actually, as a matter of fact, we've taken several tours to Israel. This is a sphinx shape. In the background, there is a ziggurat or a pyramid shape. And we believe that that's marking the entrance to the city of Gomorrah. This is Ron Wyatt. and This is a boat that a friend built for him. That is what they believe is something like what Noah's Ark looked like. And I've again, I've been there. I've got a piece of Noah's Ark. I could go over and dig it out. I probably should have, but I didn't think about it for this program. Anyway, uh, so it tells you all about Noah's Ark. This also got chariot wheels underneath the Red Sea. 
which, of course, you would expect to be there if the Bible's true, and it is. This is a golden-covered chariot wheel, probably Pharaoh's chariot wheel. Also, I have a picture of me and Leslie standing next to this granite uh, column, marking the, there's one at the entrance, one at the exit point of the Red Sea. All of this is covered there. You want to get this. Remember, God said, I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims. And that's where the glow apparently was. This is what the Ark of the Covenant looks like as far as, an, again, an ordered drawing of it. But it's the throne of God. This is the mercy seat eastward where the bull's and goat's blood was put. Mercy seat westward where Jesus' blood landed. Ten Commandments go in the box down here. Here's another drawing of it. A different, this is somebody made a wood replica of it. So, let me explain what we're talking about here. <clears throat> this is part of Ron White telling how he found the Ark of the Covenant. So he says, finally, on the 6th of January, 1982, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, he said, that's something else. An archaeologist always does when you enter a chamber where you think something might be. You look at your watch, you make a note of that. It may be important. If you don't find anything, you forget about it, but you should look. So I did that. I went in there and nothing but rocks. I got this little Arab guy. He wasn't very big. It was marvelous getting in a small place and shining the light around to see if, I, if it was empty, if there had something in there. We came to this little hole. He crawls in there, and I start to hand the light back in there to him, and he came out terrified, absolutely terrified. If I hadn't gotten out of the way, I honestly believe he would have taken me apart. It was mindless terror. That made me suspect that there was something special in there. He said, what's in there? What's in there? I'm not going back in there. He said, well, that's fine by me. He said, I crawled in, nothing but rocks, 18 inches of clearance to the ceiling. I shined my light around through the little openings, down through the rocks, and I saw a spot of gold here, and I saw a spot of gold there, and my heart started pounding like you wouldn't believe. Now, the rest of it, we've already posted up right next to this one, so you can see that 29-minute segment. However, what you really want to do is go ahead and get the, all five of the DVDs. You want to get the DVD, you want to get the book, <laughs> you want to get the whole package, again, prophecyclub.com. This is telling you all about it. You can pause and read. So in 1999, Rod stayed at our house. We were living in Omaha at the time. And he told us about the Ten Commandments. As I recall, he said they're about yay big, about like this. As I remember right, he said they're about, like about an inch thick. And he said... They're made of red granite. He said, if you were to take a warm pan of butter and just put your finger in there, and just like you're just signing your check, he said, that's the way it looked. And he said, I can tell you this, that nothing on this planet can reproduce what those Ten Commandments look like. He said, because they were literally written with the finger of God. And as his finger touched that red granite, it just melted the granite and went right down into the granite. In other words, like when you make a T, it would go up and down. There would be a little curve there. And when you cross that T, there would be a little curve at the end of it. He said you can feel where the finger of God actually went down into that red granite for those Ten Commandments. And he said one day, one day you'll be able to buy a replica of the Ten Commandments. That's, that, that's what he's saying. He said it was like writing a check and it was written in ancient archaic Hebrew. 1991, we went on this archaeology tour. 
We saw Noah's Ark crossing the side of the Red Sea. We went to Petra, Sodom and Gomorrah, Garden Tomb, Jesus' Sepulcher. While at the Garden Tomb, that's when Ron told us that we were within a stone's throw of where the Ark of the Covenant is located. Ron told us a story of a time he was in the cave of the Ark of the Covenant, turned to see an angel in the room, and the angel said, you're blessed to be used as you have. Then he told him, when mankind brings out man's Ten Commandments, God will reveal the genuine Ten Commandments. I told you, August 8, 2015, Saturday night, Lord, I don't have anything to say for the sermon tomorrow morning. What do you want to say? And I heard words. As the judgment hits, so are my miracles. Miracles like no one has seen going all the way back to Adam and Eve. You tell them, I will never leave them nor forsake them. I will meet the devil inch for inch, step for step, pound for pound, everything the devil does, I will meet him. I will meet him. I believe that when the devil comes out with his man's Ten Commandments, then God will reveal the Ark of the Covenant. Ron said that there would be, they already have video. Oh, let me back up and tell you about that. He said while he was in there, he took one of those, you know, those clean little plastic holders that you get your film in. He said he took one of those and scraped some of that blood up in it, took it to Galbraith Laboratories, as I recall, and had them reconstitute it. That means that they would put distilled water into it and then swirl it gently like this for 24 hours and let it reconstitute. What is that? Just tell me what you see. So they said, well, we can tell you from looking at it, it's human blood. But they looked really closely, and he said this. He told us this when we were also in Omaha. This is 19... It might have even been 1980. I think it was 1989 at this time. He said, but I can tell you that it's the blood of a human. It's the blood of just one human, but it's different from all other human blood. I said, how's it different? He said, well, human blood has 23 chromosomes from the man, 23 chromosomes from the woman, and then you have the X or the Y chromosome delineating male or female. But this blood only had one set of chromosomes. Why? Because the Holy Spirit was the Father. God was the Father. You see what I'm saying? So he said, there'll be a time when they'll actually show you there's three cross holes, cross hole, cross hole, cross hole. They'll show you that there's a crack through the solid rock, the blood coming down. I have some, some pictures of it here. I'll show you in just a second. And that blood going the, the top of the Ark of the Covenant was in a stone box and the lid cracked at exactly the right place, allowing the blood to go down and drip on the west side of the Ark of the Covenant. So Goblin's Laboratory said, well, what is this? He said, just tell me what you see. He said, well, it's human blood, but it's different. How's it different? He said, because the somatids are still alive. So this is 2,000-year-old two blood, but it was still alive. Why? Because Jesus has the keys of hell and death. No one takes my life, I lay it down. And if I lay it down, I take it back up. So the blood of Jesus was still alive. So Ron Wyatt said, As the day will arrive when the beast will cause archaeological discoveries to be revealed, he will claim these discoveries refute all other religions and prove that he is the man-god. Over 500 years earlier, God arranged for the Ark of the Covenant to be buried at the precise spot 
and then caused the cross hole to be dug at the precise spot. Jesus had been nailed in the cross, to the cross, and that cross dropped in exactly the right cross hole, and the sword to go into the side of Jesus at exactly the right spot, so that the blood would run down and drip on exactly the right spot in the rock, so that that blood would run down through the rock and drip on the west side of the Ark of the Covenant. After Jesus died, the Roman soldier pierced the side of Jesus and the blood of Christ, poured down the side of Messiah. John 19.34 says, But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, forthwith there came out blood and water. I still believe that it is still there today, not just because I believe Ron White, but because it had to be for him to fulfill the Levitical covenants concerning sacrifice. Now, this is an artist's drawing. So there's three different drawings. You can see Jesus here, the blood going down a crack, falling on the mercy seat east, or excuse me, westward. Different drawing, going down a crack, going through the top of the stone box, dropping on the Ark of the Covenant in the right place. Here's a different kind of a drawing. All of that, what are the chances that the, the Ark of the Covenant would be put in exactly the right place 600 years before Jesus was even born, and then the blood run down a crack in the solid rock, drip on exactly the right place at the top of the stone lid covering the Ark of the Covenant, that stone lid break at exactly the right place for that blood to go down and drip on the west side of the mercy seat, and then it only has one set of chromosomes. He said one day they have video where you actually be able to look down through the microscope and see this is what real normal human blood looks like, and this is what blood that only has one set of chromosomes looks like. It will absolutely positively prove, one, the Bible is true, that God is the real God, that God had a covenant with the Jews, that he gave the land of Israel to the Jews, and that Jesus really is the Messiah. It will prove it to the Jews. It will prove it to the world. And it may be the confirmation of the covenant. Here's another artist's drawing. I'll let you pause, and I'm going to keep going. This is a drawing of what the... He, he said he said he tried to take pictures of the Ark of the Covenant, but every time he'd take a picture, it was always blurry. So... The bottom picture is an actual picture of the Ark of the Covenant. But they overlaid a piece of paper on it, and then they drew, and they explained what it was. In other words, this is the back of the head of the angel here. This is the back of the wing here. This is the face of the angel here. This is the back of the wing of this angel, back of the wing of that angel. And then there's two staffs, or actually... um, scepters, not staffs, scepters, and there are here and here, so that you can see that it's all real. Now, I understand that they've hence been able to take actual pictures of the Ark of the Covenant, but to my knowledge, they have not been released. So when the world can be taken into the cave and shown the cutouts for the crucifixion, the uh, announcements, the cross holes, the crack where the blood ran down and dripped on the Ark of the Covenant, it will refute anything and everything the beast can possibly present. And he shall take of the blood of the bullet and sprinkle it on with his finger on the mercy seat eastward. Jesus' blood was sprinkled on the west side. So 
1991, we went with what I believe is real ark. We went to see the real ark, uh, the real Noah's ark. We walked all over Noah's ark. I've got a piece of it. We saw an anchor stone, Gomorrah, the rock of Moses struck, uh, giant bones, pre-flood people, the crossing side of the Red Sea, archaeological evidence, this is garden tomb, all of this. And you can watch it at watchprophecyclub.com. Probably the most important part of the tour was, of course, the Ark of the Covenant. When the world can see the archaeological evidence that the Bible is true, that God really is God, there really was a crossing side of the Red Sea and Moses and all of those things, when they can all see that, it's going to be a fantastic thing that's going to win a lot of people to the Lord. Remember, the Ark of the Covenant is a large chair. It's the throne of God on the earth, and the seat of the Ark is called the Mercy Seat. Ron said he took a small scraping of the dry blood of the west side of the mercy seat, took it to scientific laboratory, and I explained all that and had it actually all tested. So I strongly suggest that you go to prophecyclub.com if you want the DVDs, and you can get all five of these DVDs for a gift of $100. But of course, the best deal is go to watchprophecyclub.com, watchprophecyclub.com, and get the first month free if you enter the promo code TPC2023. Or you can put in TPC2023 with a Y at the end, and you get $20 off of the $200 one-year plan. That means you can watch all five of these, two and a half hours each, and I think one of them is a double DVD, all five of them for basically free. Just sign up to be part of WatchProphecyClub.com. Now, what's on WatchProphecyClub.com? Almost 300 DVDs that took us 25 years at Prophecy Club to make. All kinds of amazing things. As a matter of fact, Dimitri Dudeman is up there. Uh, it will take you probably the better part of a year to go through and watch all of them. WatchProphecyClub.com is probably one of the best deals I've ever seen. Now, the next thing is you want to get this DVD. This explains all of these archaeological evidences. And you want to get this book. The DVD explains it. The book has the high-resolution pictures. I'll show you again. High-resolution pictures. Really, really nice pictures. So with the book and the DVD, you can understand yourself and explain it to someone else because when that, think about this, when that Ark of the Covenant comes out and you know about it, you got a book on it, you can explain them, then you will have their attention. And it may be that a lot of people that heretofore has never accepted, wouldn't even consider hearing about Jesus, that Ark of the Covenant, and Michael Snyder says it's apparently about to come out real soon. And if the tribulation has started, as a matter of fact, the Ark of the Covenant come out, I'd have to start saying, okay, the tribulation really has started. The, also, this is a loaf of bread. I made this loaf of bread, and it is, in my opinion, the best way to live through the seven-year tribulation. If you want to have food, I mean, what was it that fed the Pharaoh and, and, uh, and Joseph for, for seven years in the world? It was wheat. So I suggest you go to josephkitchen.com. You want to get yourself a machine package. That's the mechanicals to make a loaf of bread. Basically, you get the wheat berries, put it into a grinder, push a button. 30 seconds later, you have wheat. You put that wheat into a bread machine with five other ingredients, push about two hours, 20 minutes later, you have a nice hot steaming loaf of whole wheat bread, 
and you have never tasted bread better than this. This will be the best bread you've ever had in your life. Our people, our church, love it. And then you want to decide how much you want to get. You want to get food for uh, two people one year, six people one year, four people one year. How much food do you want to get? josephkitchen.com. Next thing is, I think you should call cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Call them, start talking, say, hey, here's my situation. What do you suggest? What are my options? They can even help you take your 401k and actually put it into, my understanding is, you can actually hold the gold and silver from your own 401k. I believe that's correct. But they'll tell you, cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Also, if you go to empshield.com, you can get a device that looks like this. Peel off the bottom, stick it under your hood, attach it to your battery. It took me about 10 minutes to do it. They have videos show you how to do it. And that way, when the, the suitcase nukes go off, your car still starts. Get a $50 discount if you use the promo code PROPHECY. And they also have one for your home, too. One for your home, one for your cars. One last thing. Daniel 9.27 says, And he shall, confirm, he shall confirm the covenant with me for one week. Now, according to Michael Snyder, he has done some really good research on this, and he says the actual Hebrew would really be saying the covenant will be confirmed or strengthened with many for one week. He's saying that the confirmation of the covenant we've all been looking for might not be a peace treaty, but it may simply be the Ark of the Covenant coming out. If you think about it, is there a better way to confirm that God is real? That Moses happened, the crossing side of the Red Sea happened, that Jesus died on the cross. Is there a better way to confirm the covenant with Israel than to reveal the Ark of the Covenant? Well, I can't think of anything. So it may very well be that this scripture is talking about the revealing of the Ark of the Covenant.